in the New Testament to the book of Luke, chapter number 9. Luke chapter number 9. Isn't it great to get around the Bible? You know, everybody's got a busy day, and probably some of you might not have uh, had time. I, I don't know. There's no fault. Just life gets real busy. But I like taking time during the week and get out to church and sit down and grab the Bible and hear the Word of God preached. And I praise God that that's the, um, that's the way God wants us to live. And it, I've never been sorry that I went to church. All right, Luke chapter number 9, verses 1 through 9. We have here um, Herod, who is going to uh, ask a question, who is this, speaking of Jesus? So let's uh, delve into this, verses 1 through 9. It says, Then he called Jesus, he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So they were, they were casting out devils, and they were healing people, and they were healing all manner of sicknesses wherever they went, curing even diseases that, that happened to people. Now this got the attention of the whole entire uh, area of Galilee and uh, Jerusalem, they filled that whole area with a tremendous, miraculous power that is just noteworthy to get the attention of the leadership, to get the attention of the Jews. They couldn't do that. Verse 3, And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither, uh, neither staves uh, uh, nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither uh, have two coats apiece, and whatsoever house you enter into, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of, the, of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now we get into this. Now, Herod, the Tetrarch, he was the Tetrarch of Galilee, he heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed. His conscience was bugging him. He was perplexed, the Bible said, because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead. So he did not know who Jesus was, even though the Herod before him was eaten of worms uh, this this crowd must have been a very strong unattached political Rom romanistic uh, hierarchy of leaders they were out of touch with common society they could care less about the common man and he says who is this uh, you know what happened is Herod had John the Baptist murdered killed beheaded because of Herod's wife Herodias Herodias was Philip. Uh, Herod's brother was Philip. Philip had a wife or sister, and, and so this was not legal. This was not legal. John the Baptist told Herod, you don't, you, the wife you have, that's, that's, not, that's not legal. And so Herodias, 
had a daughter who danced before the leaders and you know what kind of dancing that was. That wasn't the uh, the quiet little innocent. Now that that was that was wicked dancing is what that was, and it pleased Herod so much that he said, "Oh, what do you want? I'll give you anything." See, this is the kind of leadership that John the Baptist and the disciples were battling all the time. So let's go back. It says John was he he was perplexed in verse seven. Because that it was said of some that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. And of some that Elias, that's Elijah, had appeared. And others that one of the old prophets was risen again. Verse 9 says, And Herod said, John have I beheaded. But who is this? Who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. What we have here is a leader that had no idea who Jesus was. And it's sad to say that he was more curious about who Jesus was that he could just see some kind of miracle. He had no concern whatsoever for his soul. My goodness, he was a king. You know, he was a governor. uh, They call him a tetrarch. So Herod and Pilate, they were contemporary leaders of the day. And uh, Pilate and Herod, they they didn't get along. They fought. And until Jesus was arrested and uh, under a false trial at the middle of the night, Herod and Pilate hated each other. But as soon as he got arrested, they had a common enemy. And the Bible says they became friends. And they were at odds with one another. Herod says, who is this? But who... Is this of whom I hear such things? Now, John the Baptist was a very great man. We don't give him enough credit. He was just as great as Abraham. John the Baptist was just as great as Isaiah. He was just as great as Jacob and Isaac and Joseph. He was just as great as Elijah. John the Baptist was just as great as Daniel and Job and Peter and Paul. And John the Baptist was just as great as David. You know what authority I give you that information? Jesus said it. Among them that are born of women, there's not a greater than John the Baptist. Why? What, what was John the Baptist doing that was so great? He was preaching the truth. He got to baptize Jesus. He was a fantastic uh sign of 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 god he was the one crying in the wilderness he was a great man look at isaiah chapter 40 with me for a minute as we just take a look at who this who this man was uh in isaiah chapter 40 verse 1 through 8 isaiah prophesied that there would there would come a man and he would, uh, he would be a prophet. And by the way, John the Baptist was indeed a prophet. Jesus said he was a prophet. He said there's not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. And look at verse number 1 through 8 in Isaiah chapter 40. says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice 
of him that crieth in the wilderness. He says, quote, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places uh, plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The voice said, Cry, and, the, and, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all the goodliness thereof is of the flower of the field the grass withereth the flower fadeth because the spirit of the lord bloweth upon it surely the people is grass the grass withereth the flower fadeth but the word of our god shall stand forever O zion that bringeth good tidings get thee up into the high mountain O jerusalem that bringeth good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up and be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. And you know what John the Baptist said when he first saw Jesus Christ? Behold the Lamb of God. John the Baptist was, being, was fulfilling prophecy of Isaiah chapter 40 when he stood in, uh, by the river Jordan and in the wilderness. He preached the gospel he preached, he said so many times, Oh, ye, uh, you vipers, you generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He said, Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance, and say not within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. He says, God is able of these stones to raise up children of Abraham. And many other things he said, and he was baptizing people. He found a few disciples and handed them over to the Lord. John the Baptist was a great man. Look at Matthew chapter 3 for a minute, and you'll see now uh, a fulfillment. And we're going to go to Mark chapter 1. And I tell you, this is fantastic what you have in your Bible, and then we just don't read it enough. But these are exciting times we're living in. We still believe in Jesus Christ. We still honor him. We still have his word. There's nothing different about this Bible right here than the one that they gave the early settlers and uh, on the Mayflower and different, different people in our country. And when they started out and found out that, uh, well, that we should be free in our Constitution, you know what Bible they had? It's this Bible right here. Nothing's changed. We still have the Word of God. Amen. It's amazing what our country is going through right now. We still have these stories. We still have the Word of God. It's still true. Let's look with me. Matthew chapter 3 concerning the, the John the Baptist, he says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. That's a New Testament spelling for Isaiah. Same thing. He said, I'm, I'm fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. Chapter 40. He said, in saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. The guy was a mountain man. The guy was a pioneer, just kind of like our forefathers in America. I like this guy. He didn't care what anybody thought. He didn't care what anybody said. God told him to do it, and he was doing it. That's just the way it goes. Look at verse 5. 
Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. Who has, this sounds like a Baptist preacher, doesn't it? O generation of vipers. You know what he's saying? Hey, your mama's a rattlesnake. That's what he was saying. And your daddy. Oh, this is not going over good with them. Oh, generation of vipers, you bunch of snakes is what he's saying. Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will throughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Who? How do you think they took that message? It wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a nice. Uh, let's let's uh, you know. Let's all sing the Coca-Cola song or Pepsi song. What I get them mixed up? You know, I'm not. I didn't come here to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. That's not what John the Baptist said. Hey, you bunch of snakes! You better get right with God. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's here. And then. Look what he got to do. He got to baptize the Lord Jesus. You know, this tells me something about the Lord. It really does. It tells me that Jesus likes strong-hearted people. He likes to be around them. He's very mild, very meek. He's a shepherd. But when you take people like Peter and James and John and the Apostle Paul... And uh, some of those guys in the early church, they, they were great people. They, they were hard charging. They were excited about doing something for God. And they did. Look at Mark chapter 1 for a minute. Each of the Gospels has a little bit of different take, and it's just, it's just so sweet to see it. Let's look now in Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through 8. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there, were, and there went out unto, uh, unto him all the land of Judea, they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, with a girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of him 
in the River Jordan. And you know the story after he came up out of the water of the Holy Spirit and the voice of God said, This is my precious son, my only begotten son. Hear ye him. And my goodness, this, this, this went all over. Uh, listen, you can't, you can't have all this baptizing going on. You can't have this kind of a preacher preaching this kind of a message and not have it get all the way to the top of the high priest and uh, Caiaphas and Pilate and all these guys, all these Jerusalem filled with Pharisees and Sadducees, religious zealots, doctors and lawyers. Everybody thought they knew about God. And here's Jesus. He's getting it done. He's coming. So John the Baptist, what a privilege. He was a great man. You know, I, I look at John the Baptist as what I would call personally a transitional prophet. He was an Old Testament saint, but yet he was right in the transition going into the New Testament. He never made it into the New Testament because the New Testament starts with the death of Jesus, but he died way before Jesus did. And then Jesus said, there's none greater than John the Baptist. I'm getting at a point tonight that Jesus gave credit where credit is due. He was true. And by the way, John, uh, the, uh, John the Baptist was one of the very first martyrs uh, that, that ever had uh, been martyred in those days. As you know, the daughter of Herodias uh, danced before Herod, causing him to lust after her. And so after... Uh, after lusting after her, he, he promised her uh, even unto the half of his kingdom. Uh, she must have been quite a dancer, quite a, quite a bad girl. And she went to her mom said, what should I ask for? And that old wicked woman said, uh, I want his head in a charger. And uh, Herod, without any backbone whatsoever, he did. He, he killed John the Baptist while he was in prison. There was a lot of evil people in those days. There was Potiphar's wife. Remember Potiphar's wife? Tried to uh, uh, seduce Joseph. And then there's Delilah. Remember Delilah and Samson? Poor guy. He just couldn't see straight after that. It's his own fault. It's his own fault. Anyway... There's Jezebel, Ahab and Jezebel. There's all kinds of people. There's Herodias. She's one of them. You say, how come you're getting on the bad girls? Because uh, I'm, I'm on that tonight. <laughs> In history, there's been Bloody Mary, Lucretia Borgia. These, there's some really wicked people in this world. I mean, there's some bad women. Herodias wanted the head of a Baptist preacher. I'm sure there's people out there that want mine too. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. You think, what are you talking now? You ruined it. You got into politics again. They're just as wicked as any of the rest of them. Yes. They're terrible. He was a representative of Elijah. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 17. And we'll see here in chapter 17, the Mount of Transfiguration, I believe, uh, I, might, I might have this uh, verse, verse number, uh, yeah, okay, right after verse number 11. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias, that's Elijah, 
in the New Testament, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you, watch this now, Elias is come already. He was almost just like in the same mode, the same mold as John the Baptist and Elijah. They, they had a lot in common. They were both wilderness preachers. They were both strong, strong preachers. And it says, Jesus said that Elias is come already and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall the Son of Man suffer of them. Now watch. The disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was in the likeness and in the same ministry, if you will, of Elijah. Elijah was a great man. Jesus was giving credit where credit was due. And now you have, you have this uh, mystery in the Bible where Herod, he knows John the Baptist. He had him killed. It must have been bothering him at night. But I like what uh, Herod said. I think it was verse 9. He said, but, but who is this? And you know, that's exactly the attitude that the world has about our Savior. Hey, you and I know him. Do you know that? Amen. We know him. He's, I, I don't, I've never seen him. Don't need to see him. I've got more pictures of Jesus in this Bible than, than I can even handle. I've got more in this Bible than I need. I don't need to see him personally before I believe in him. I don't have the Thomas disease. I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. I know what he's done. I believe every word of the Bible, every single thing in this book. It's exciting. When you come to the point where you believe every single word of this book, you become free. You become involved. You get, you get your life changed. It's wonderful. Because now, when you read the Bible, it's not of, of a critical nature. You're not trying to find fault with it. You're not trying to say, well, that's just what he said. That's just what she said. That's just a man's point of view. When you look at the Bible, and that's, that's part of your life. We're not saved by the blood of bulls and goats. We haven't been redeemed by, by the blood of bulls and goats and religion. We got redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. All found in the Bible. It's all right there. And yet the world says, but who is this? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't blame them. I mean, they just don't know the Lord. It's our job to uh, tell people who he is. This is Christ Jesus who will rule and reign on the earth. Amen. That's who he is. Who is this Jesus uh, that I hear about? I know John, I've, 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 I've had John executed, but who is this, who is this that uh, tells his disciples to go into the cities and heal? Who is this that walks on water and, and heals the lepers and raises the dead and heals the blind eyes? Who, who, who is this guy? This is something I've never heard about. I desire to hear him. I can't wait till I hear him. You know, Herod, he's such an evil person. He, all he wanted to do was just see if he could see a miracle done by Jesus. Boy, I tell you what, there's the world for you. Hey, let's go to church and see if, see if uh, we can find and see a miracle. That's not why you go to church. You won't, see any, you won't see anybody come down the aisle and me smack them on the forehead and heal them of some kind of disease. That's, that's showboat stuff. By the way, that's wrong. The only time I'll ever smack anybody on the forehead is when I guess I can't. 
I wouldn't do that. I can't be a striker. All those guys that are healed. Oh, man, there's some bad stuff going on in this world. They don't know Jesus, though. They don't know the, the God of the Bible. There, there's people out there, they just they, they ridicule and they, they find fault and they criticize. I thank God for rock, rib, uh, saw, log, backbone Christians that won't give up and keep going. I just love to be around strong Christians. And you say, Pastor, you, are you, you like to be around me? Yes, I do. I don't care how strong you are, but I really like to be. When we have preacher meetings, I like to, I like to get around the guys that, are, that, that just think the same. For, for, for instance, um, when, when um, Parker, uh, when we had her funeral last Saturday, I'll tell you what, there's something about those guys out there in their 70s and 80s. I just felt a kinship to them. I mean, we, we've been through something kind of together, and not, not on any means like they were, but I felt a fellowship there. I, I felt good. I felt the patriotic. I, I felt, as I said, almost saluted. I, I felt my chest getting all strong, and I was like, my shoulders went back, and I'm, yeah, uh, a 10, huh! you know, I was ready to go again. I was ready to go again. I was ready to sign up. In fact, I'm going in the Navy again. Ah, oh, it was just great. Well, who is this Jesus? He's the one who paid for your sins, and he paid for Herod's sins, too. Didn't even know it. I, I hope that your relationship to the Lord and my relationship to the Lord is not some kind of plastic, outward, plutonic, uh, just, just shallow, religious type of an attitude. I mean, I want to get to know him. I want to spend time with him. I want, I want him to change my life. I want him to answer my prayers. I want him to bless people. I want, I want to see something that Jesus does. And when he comes, I don't want to be found uh, just uh, uh, having a bad attitude or doing something wrong or skipping church or uh, God forbid any other thing that wouldn't please the Lord. But when, when he comes, I mean, I want to be ready. I want to, I want to be able to say, uh, that I love is appearing. I, I've been waiting for you a long time. You know, that kind of attitude. I've been preaching for years and years and years. And I can't wait till he comes back. I hope you feel that way. Look at this now. Uh, Acts chapter number one. Who is this? Well, this same Jesus... Is coming back. Every day I keep hearing crazy lunacy, insane, crazy things coming out of our, our land. Is it really happening? Can somebody help me tonight? Is this really going on? I mean, honestly, is it really coming? Is it deteriorating? Our kids, our poor kids, they say, give us something to hope for. I'm giving it to you right now. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, yes. heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. Pastor, what about our kids that need a career? You'll still have one until Jesus comes back. I learned a lesson. I know where I am in the Acts. I haven't lost my place. Uh, I learned a lesson at the shipyard. Let me give you a lesson. I may want to learn something tonight. Okay, great. All right. 
When you're, when we was at the shipyard in Puget Sound, there's a there's a law. And down at Campbell in San Diego, here's here's the rule: stop watching the clock. The day will go really long if you watch the clock. Don't be a clock watcher. I promise you, you will drive yourself insane. Stay busy, keep doing right, and work. And then all of a sudden, when, you, when, when you're doing what you've been paid to do, all of a sudden, <laughs> the big, huge uh, horn or the, the steam whistle at, at the shipyard, it will blow. And, and then you can look up, and now you're done. God wants us to keep going. He says, occupy till I come. Okay, so I, I look around, and I go, oh, man, it's starting to buck. Oh, boy, it's getting crazy. I can't do anything about it. I feel like the train is moving fast. I feel like the ship has left the dock. I'm out in deep water. What am I going to do? My goodness, I got my family and my wonderful church, and ah, ah, what's going to happen? And then the Lord said, just pay attention to what I told you to do. I'll blow the horn when, when I'm ready. Okay. I learned that at the shipyard. I learned that you stay busy and you time will go by and all of a sudden, wah, wah, and then it's, it's knockoff ship's work. Knockoff work, that's what we called it. Awesome. Then everybody starts moving around and putting their tools away and getting their cars and going back to their uh, place of residence and the new shift came in. That was wonderful. You know what? I think the Lord wants us to just keep going. What Did Jesus say keep your hands on the plow? Yes, Pastor, he did. He said, he said keep your hands on the plow and don't look what? Back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Just keep plow. All right, one more verse. This is the Lord Jesus, verse number 11. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. He had just promised the apostles that they would have power after that the Holy Ghost would come upon them. They would be witnesses. So the job is finished. He's, he's going to be uh, going up now. He, he's already had time with his disciples and apostles. Now uh, he's going to go right up into the clouds before their eyes. Watch it, verse number uh, 10 Acts chapter 1 verse 10 it says and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel I believe these were angels it says in verse 11 which also said ye men of Galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. He's going to come back. First Thessalonians chapter 4 says he's going to come back in the clouds. We're going to be raised up together to meet the Lord in the air. This same Jesus. Who is this? But, but who is this? Who is this? Herod didn't even know him. I feel sorry for that guy. I hope, I hope he changed his mind. But we know him. We know he's coming back. Build your faith, build your life, build everything you do on that one fact that Jesus Christ is your Savior and he's coming back and in the clouds. He says, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? 
Well, that, that speaks to us tonight that uh, I think uh, we should be busy doing something for the Lord. John the Baptist, he got, he got to do his job. He's already there waiting. Do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back? If you do, it's our job. Just keep going, keep going, and then the whistle will blow and we'll be done. It's, it's, it's not finished yet. Who is this Jesus? He's the one coming back. He's the one that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to him, to the glory of God the Father. He will have all the preeminence. He will rule the earth. And I'm looking forward to that day. I hope that, uh, I hope God does something big for us. I'd like to see this though. I'd like to see this. I'd like to see things change. How many would you say amen to that? Amen. For the better. I'd like to say, well, I'm not a doomsday prophet. Uh, it's not all over. I was so ashamed sometimes when God had a different plan than I thought he did. And I don't want to be ashamed. I want to trust God. The Bible says, but we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God's got a plan. Let's work it. And let's just uh, let's keep 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 one eye open, maybe one eye open. Let's bow our heads for prayer.